Let's do this podcast number four on the 4th of July here for No Things Considered. I have a couple of things I want to talk about today. I might even do a movie review if I feel up to it. It's just, I'm so bothered by how terrible a movie was that it actually got to me. And I, I, I was ranting about it yesterday on a phone, on the phone to a friend of mine. And I think we'll get to that. But before we get there, this is the No Things Considered podcast. My name is Tim Young. You can follow me at Tim Runs His Mouth on Twitter. You should like and subscribe if you like it. Share it with your friends. All of that out of the way. Let's get to the news of the day. Of course, today is the 4th of July. I'm posting this up. You guys are probably all celebrating with your families. You're out watching fireworks. You're doing things other than listening to the podcast. You'll probably hear it tomorrow. That being said, there is so much outrage about Donald Trump bringing like two tanks two or three, I don't even know, it's not even that many tanks, into Washington, D.C. for this event, for the, the celebration of patriotism and, and the whole nine. It's absolutely ridiculous because you're, I, I just, I, I'm watching this. People are like, oh, this is, this is like Tiananmen Square. These are like the, the tanks that are going to run into protesters. No, it's not. It's just showing that America has this military power. We pay for it. We should probably see it. I see nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong with it being patriotic at all. He's not putting Trump on the side of it. It's not going to be like that gif of him with fireworks with him standing on the tank, which is, I think, probably one of the best gifs around. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you've seen it with him standing on the tank with the little fireworks going off. I mean, it, it, people have really lost their minds on this 4th of July with the fact that we're having military flyovers and things. And it's like, oh, two and a half million dollars of park money has gone to this. I mean, if you take a look at it, Donald Trump's actually donated his salary to the parks as well. I mean, nobody's... Eh, forget it. Don't even... I, there's just so much that blows my mind about the outrage about this that makes no sense that when I hear people complain about it, I just disregard what they're saying at this point. I mean, it's now, it's now just absolutely white noise. Are we allowed to say white noise anymore? It's just white noise in the background now when I hear people complain about Donald Trump and, like, patriotism. It's not a Trump rally. He's showing up. We're being patriotic. If Obama would have done it, people would have thought it was amazing. I mean, that's just where we are at this point. You know that people would think it's amazing if it was him. Now there's a hashtag trending on Twitter. Uh, hashtag McCainforth. Who cares? Stop invoking the guy. Let him rest. John McCain. Oh, we're, we're going to make Donald Trump so mad if we hashtag McCainforth. It doesn't make him mad. He doesn't pay attention. He tweets things and walks away, guys. Sorry, I hate to tell you that. You're not triggering anybody with it. Nobody cares. You just look like a child. And the people who are doing it, the people who are hashtagging McCain, they did this, what, for Trump's birthday, like Happy McCain Day or something like that, stupid. They're the people who are the same people who are like, Donald Trump is such a child. He does such childish things. How could we ever respect him as president? And then they turn around and do the exact same thing. It's like back when the, the initial drops of the grabber by the pee on the bus when Donald Trump said that, those same people who were arguing about that and saying how disgusting and awful that was were saying much worse things on stage at like the the women's march at everywhere. They have signs at these these protests that, that were much, much worse language. I think people were waiting for an excuse to say worse things than Donald Trump, and they were very excited. You can't say that you're offended by what he had to say and then turn around and do the exact same thing and worse. That doesn't work that way. You can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. McCain for hashtag McCain fourth. Stupid. That's just stupid. You look like a bunch of idiots. Justin Amash today. Here's the, here's some, some not so big news. Justin Amash 
denouncing the Republican Party again, saying that he is leaving the Republican Party. He announced his independence from the Republican Party. And, and it's so stupid. If he was going to do that, he should have done it two years ago when Donald Trump was elected and he was supposedly so upset about it. But he's an independent now. I think the real issue is that voters have, in polling, it shows that he's down by like 15, 20 points in the primary. I think voters have already decided to uh, have him have his independence from Congress. And so he's going to try to run as an independent to stay ahead and stay in the race. I think that's that's what's happening here. If he doesn't run for president, I think he'd be insane enough to run for president and think that he'd have a chance in this election against Donald Trump. He wouldn't, and he'd help Trump get elected, especially in Michigan. Justin Amash has, he was the one Republican, number one, that said that there should be impeachment. By the way, all of these people who said that there should be impeachment, where are the articles of impeachment? Why have they not filed for them yet? This isn't a long process. You can file for it at any point. The only, the only member of Congress who has filed for impeachment is Al Green. He early on uh, issued articles of impeachment. Nobody voted for it. Nobody wanted to move forward with it. But all of these people, Maxine Waters, Justin Amash, all of these people, Who's that fat guy from New York? I always forget his name. The fat guy from New York. Who's <laughs> Nadler? Jerry Nadler? Nadler? The fat guy from New York. I just know him as the fat guy from New York. They all impeach, 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 and then when it comes time to, where's the where's the actual action? They're just saying it. They know they can't impeach him, so they're just literally just saying it to get people to vote for them and get them clicks on social media. I guess Justin Amash. He needed to get famous again. He he didn't. He hasn't had a bump on social in a while, so he decided to to have a stunt. Good for him. And if he runs for president, he'll only help Donald Trump. He'll take the never Trump voters out of the out of polls and out of out of the Democrats' hands for voting, and they'll vote independent. They'll vote their conscience, and by voting their conscience, he will pull more never Trump votes, all six of them, away from the Democrats and help Donald Trump win, especially in Michigan, where he could use help like that. Jill Stein was the difference maker in Michigan last time, by the way. She had whatever the margin was, it could have been made up for with votes for Jill Stein. And in this election, there will be a stronger Democratic Socialist. We haven't seen them yet. They will come out of nowhere. They will run Green Party and people will vote for them. And if there's a Justin Amash, they'll vote for him. And it'll pull votes away from the Democrats who already don't have any kind of charismatic or compelling character on their side. And Donald Trump will win again. Might be a completely red map this time. I keep thinking that. Don't take it for granted if you're a Republican, but the way things are looking, it really looks like there's going to be a completely red map this time. Justin Amash. What a moron. I hope he's cashing in on this, though. I hope he gets something out of it, like a CNN contributorship or something, or MSNBC something. I, I think at some point somebody told me that he refuses to go on those channels. But, I mean, he, he needs to, because he's going to need work. The, the bulwark or whatever it is that where the, where the Weekly Standard people went, they don't, they're not making any money, so he, he's not going to be able to be paid to, to write for them. So he better, he better start sucking up to these TV channels when his career's over. He's going to need somewhere to go. 
Nobody's going to listen to him as a lobbyist. Certainly no Republicans are. And I wonder who he caucuses with now. Does he show up to Democrats or does he just go home? Or does he just go hang out with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's also on an island by herself, by the way? Democratic Party, they are not working with her. They, they did on Green New Deal, but other than that, her, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, I think Tlaib actually people pay attention to, but they are, they are platooned. Is that the right word? Sometimes I use words that I don't necessarily know the definition to, but they sound right. And that's what's important, is that they sound right. In other news, Cory Booker apparently bringing five asylum seekers. He went to Mexico to bring five asylum seekers to America. Is he allowed to do that? Is he a coyote now? Did somebody pay him? He's he's going. I mean, I, listen, I know that his campaign isn't doing well, but is it doing that poorly that he's now going to Mexico to try to actually physically bring voters for him to America? Does he know that five isn't going to make a difference in the Democratic primary? That he needs more than that? I mean, he's going to have to get go get a bus, a couple of buses. Maybe like a an aircraft carrier or something to bring asylum seekers in if he wants to even move the polls. Is he polling at zero or is he like three? I think he's polling at like three. But Booker, I, I mean, of all the of all the insane things. Of all the absolutely insane things, Cory Booker going over and bringing asylum seekers he's i guess what does he show up to a town how does this work do they tweet at him and he goes and gets them does he show up to a town and go hey who wants to go to america and then like five people who don't speak english and have never seen him before look at him and go wait what what free ride to where cool whatever so then he shows up and and what does he take him to a, a migrant detention facility immediately like how does this work it can't be good a senator just brought in five people to get them processed for asylum at random because he went and asked them if they needed asylum in a city somewhere in Mexico. And he shows up. And then they just get locked up or something. I, 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 I'm not sure how that process works. Can't be good. I mean, and the last place he's taken them to is Newark, am I right? Like, I mean, like that's... Could you imagine... If you come from Mexico and you're like, I'm coming to America for a better life. You've traveled all this way and you get dropped off in Newark. The roads there are all like it. it they're they're better off staying in Mexico than going to Newark. Cost a hundred times more to live in Newark. And it's a dump. It's the same dump worse than where they came from. Worse conditions. Newark, the product of Cory Booker as mayor. What a great job he did there. Absolutely insane. I, I just, I don't understand what they're thinking. I, that's, I just take a look at this and I go, what are you thinking? What are you thinking with hashtag McCainforth? What are you thinking Amash leaving the Republican Party? And what is Booker thinking bringing asylum seekers, going and finding asylum seekers to bring to America? What are you thinking? I don't get it. I absolutely don't get it. So finally today, I'm going to do a spoiler review because I'm so bothered by a movie that I was so excited about. I've never done a movie review before. I've never done it on any radio show or TV that I've ever done. I want to talk about this movie yesterday because it makes no sense. 
The movie literally makes no sense. And this is going to be a spoiler-filled review. All spoilers. If you don't want to hear anything about the movie, I'm going to ruin it for you right off the bat. So this is your warning. Yesterday, the movie, I'm going to do a, re a review of it. It's going to be spoiler-filled. If you don't want to hear it, turn this off now. I'm... And let's do this. The movie was the worst hunk of crap I've seen in a long time. And I think it's because, because I thought it was going to be good. I mean, here's like a fun fantasy flick about the Beatles disappearing and this guy, you know, figuring out that he's the only one who knows the songs. So the first hour is pretty good, except there are bits and pieces of the movie that where you're like, wait, what? And then finally, by the time you get to the second half of the movie, it just goes off the rails, and it's like they try to cram in a million different storylines. So, if you don't know the story, it's this, uh, I believe he's Indian or Paki, Pakistani guy who lives in England. Uh, all the power goes out in the world. He gets hit by a bus. He wakes up. He realizes that only he remembers all of the Beatles music. Now, that would be interesting standalone, but there's other stuff that has disappeared from the world that isn't even touched on. Like, they don't even begin to touch on it. They drop one at the end that Harry Potter never existed, which makes no sense whatsoever. But also, Coca-Cola doesn't exist, and cigarettes don't exist. So for some reason, the power went out in the world, and Beatles music, Coca-Cola, cigarettes, and Harry Potter don't exist. Just those four things. Maybe more things. So he starts playing, and they never touch that. They literally bring it up, and you see it, and it's like, oh, oh, and Oasis doesn't exist either. Oasis, the band with Wonderwall. So they they bring this up, and then they just leave it. They don't touch any of that other stuff. Maybe they thought there was going to be sequels to this franchise. I don't know, but it made no sense. So when he starts playing, he... Uh, it, it, immediately meets Ed Sheeran, who's a pop star from Britain. Ed Sheeran immediately, for no reason, invites him to open for him at a tiny club where he is playing in Moscow. And in Moscow, there is, in the middle of this club, just happens to be a weird old guy in a robe standing and staring. And he, like, stands there after the concert's over, and it's like him by himself just standing there. Everyone, No one's clearing him out. He's just a weird guy standing in the middle. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, the twist at the end here is going to be that this guy is dead. No. There's another woman at some point who, uh, I forget where he meets her, but she starts staring at things. She sees him and she's staring. And maybe she's in the audience at uh, when he does a late night TV show thing. I don't know. But she starts showing up. He has a big concert at some point. They both show up. And she, for some reason, even though the world has completely forgotten the Beatles, has a yellow submarine merchandise toy with her. And just at the climax, where, and by the way, this is, I'm going off the rails. This isn't how the story is told all the way through, because there's so many different pieces of this that are awful. Just, there's a climax where they come in to talk to him at random. They're able to get in to meet him in his private dressing room. He's like the biggest star in the world. And they're like, we know, because we didn't know what happened. And I'm like, oh, man, this is where they're going to be like, by the way, you're dead or you're in a coma. Because the guy gets hit by a bus while all the power goes out. And I'm like, oh, he's, it's, there's, this is the twist. Here we go. Nope. Everything is real. They are just happy that he's playing the music. There is no twist. 
There's really no point for them to be there other than a plot, a plot mechanism for them to hand him an address for him to go and meet someone. And I go, oh, great. This is going to be Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is going to be in the movie. This is where this goes. Obviously, he's cashed in on the licensing of all the music for this. So he goes out to a beach house in the middle of nowhere. And at the beach house is John Lennon. And John Lennon never wrote any of the music. He never did anything. He never did anything musical. He just sketches things and he was happy going to a job every day of the week. Nonsense. It makes no sense. And he, he hugs him and there's this whole thing. The, the, the performer hugs him. And John Lennon has no recollection of anything musical. Never wrote any of the stuff. The Beatles literally never existed in this timeline. So he goes back after this meeting and keep in mind, no one's ever, only three people in the world have ever heard of this music before. Him and these two other weird people who happen to show up, and they were cool with him playing it. So he goes to this monster concert at the end with Ed Sheeran. It's Wembley Stadium. And he gets up, and he goes, I didn't write any of this music. And everyone's like, oh my god. Because the whole point is that he's he's been the only person who's written and, and performed this music. And... He says this music was all written by the Beatles and he names them John Paul, George and Ringo. And keep in mind, in this timeline, John Lennon never wrote any of the music. He doesn't even know that this stuff exists. So John Paul, George and Ringo. He announces this to a crowd. The crowd seems very upset. But they have no idea who these people are. And if you go ask John Lennon, if he wrote the music, John Lennon would be like, no. So what's the point? Then he says, I'm not going to take any of the money. I'm collecting no money for this. We're going to release the music into the, the public sphere for people to consume. This is a gift or whatever it is. And his friend, he's got this bouncer friend the entire time who gets fired from everything and is a complete idiot. And that's they make that very clear that he's just comic relief. He's a complete moron. Suddenly knows how to use the internet and upload music and he uh, releases it to the world. That's another plot point that makes no sense. Then in the middle of this, you didn't realize halfway through it that it was a love story where it was him and his best friend who was a manager who he never gave a chance to or something, even though they were best friends and they hung out all the time and they had very romantic kind of seemingly chemistry at the beginning. At some point, she comes to see him or no, he goes to see her because she comes to see him in Liverpool. He flies to Liverpool so that he can experience all of these things. That's where the other... Uh, crazy woman shows up where I thought that he was going to the big reveal was going to be that he was in a coma so he goes to see like Abbey Road and all of this stuff uh, Eleanor Rigby's grave Strawberry Fields all of these things and and the crazy woman happens to be there but his friend shows up to Liverpool to see him this woman and at random with nothing no basis he's like come with me she's like I can't you either stay here or you go be a star but you can't have me and it's like, okay, sure. So he has to go. And like, there's, I have zero interest. The audience has zero interest in this. Anyway, to wrap it all up, she's been dating somebody the entire time. And at the very end after, and the guy's a good guy. He was, so the guy that she's dating is the guy who did the original recordings for him at this tiny studio for free to help out his career. So this guy helps him out. He finds the, the love of his life. He's been dating her for however long this career has been going on. And he and her are at this concert where he gives all of the, the stuff away. And she, 
he, and and the guy, the the performer, when he gives everything away, decides to announce that he's in love with her on stage, and and there's a whole dramatic thing. And then they meet backstage, and the other guy is there, where they're in a relationship, and she goes, "Up, oh, okay, well, I'm done." And and then the guy, the guy goes, "Well, I guess I was just meant to be second fiddle to the great one the entire time, anyway." And that was it. And then the girl and him were together, and it ends in like a weird sex scene they like have sex for the first time and he opens up the window and he mentions harry potter and she goes who's harry potter and he gives him he gives a little look and then he closes the curtains to have sex with her again it made no sense there was no sex or or no real you know it was kind of like pg-13 the entire time and then randomly they they have like they're like we're going to use up our pg-13 limits at the end here and imply that they just do it non-stop after he gives things away and they're together it is a nonsense movie it could have been great. It could have ended well. But I watch this and I'm like, what in the hell am I watching? It really goes off the rails. I mean, there are other characters and there are other like business points and things like that in it. But like, it is off the rails and makes no sense when it could have been good. And why would you give away the songs after you realize that in that timeline, you are literally the only person who knows that they exist? I don't know. Worst movie I've seen in a while. I get. I think because I really wanted to enjoy it when I went in. And I saw Spider-Man and it was okay. Spider-Man's not bad. But, the, but Yesterday, do not go see Yesterday. It's a, a waste of time. Catch it on TV or Netflix in a couple of months. Totally not worth it. Anyway, I've gone long because I just wanted to rant about that, that movie to you guys. It was so bad. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. This is the No Things Considered podcast. We cover politics. We'll do movies, too. We're just going to have fun together, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good 4th of July weekend, because now I will have recorded this on the 4th of July. Share it with your friends if you like it. Subscribe. And just have a good time. It's the No Things Considered podcast. I'm Tim Young. Thanks for listening. See you later.